0: a little clip of my um, presentation, and that's the best thing, that's the best to begin. We won't go all the way, so I can have some time to preach also. So let's go ahead and put that on in the screen of our television presentation. I'm on television. <laughs>
1: Pastor Festus Nsoha is the founder and apostle of Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International and the senior pastor of Oasis Church in Prague, the Czech Republic. Saved by divine visitation on September 7, 1985, Festus Nsoha's life was dramatically changed as he had a vivid encounter with the Lord Jesus. That same year, on December 24th, he saw that he had been called to the nations to proclaim the gospel of God. In 1991, while living in Nigeria, he received a mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ himself to preach the gospel and make disciples in what was then Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic or Czechia, a ministry that began in 1993. Prepared for ministry through years of training in Cameroon, the Lord empowered him to make a difference in the Central European country. At the same time, the country was in a transitional period from communism, with its total population only being around the size of Lagos. Pastor Festus, along with his family, has been faithfully serving as a missionary in the country since then, leading his Church and reaching the lost. Through many crusades, meetings and events, the ministry began to grow and many lives were transformed. Throughout the years, God has gifted him with an international ministry and he is reaching people all over the world through preaching the gospel at conferences, various churches, and TV. He's had the opportunity to preach in countries like Ukraine, Slovakia, Poland, and Asia. His apostolic ministry has been defined by visions, revelation, and an insight into the mystery of Jesus Christ. Lives have been changed, people have found hope, and many have been delivered through the power of of the Holy Spirit.
0: We went to Czech Republic. The, the first place I. Now, let's show the pictures now, if you can. Okay, we don't have much time. Let's keep the pictures of, of the school in uh, Nigeria. Is that okay? All right. So we have. We are on a school, also in uh, in Africa, in Nigeria, in the east of Nigeria. We have this school. I want to show you just a little picture of the school. Gracias. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you so much for bringing me here in such a time as this. Lord, you know I am nothing without you. Dear Holy Spirit, here I am. And here is your people. Here is a living church in Miami. You know everyone that is in this place. You know what is in their heart, what they are going through. You know this church well. You know why you're raising this church up. You know the pastors. There is no error, there is no mistake with you. Father, here I am. Use me, Lord God, this morning for your glory. To impact the destiny of this church. To speak into it. And to every single person here today. May there be an open heaven this morning, and may all the glory and the praise be yours and yours alone. I come against every voices of the enemy, every walkings of darkness. I command them all bound in Jesus' name. Let's, let your glory descend here, and Lord God, embrace every single soul here this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I came with um, uh, one of my book called "The Fresh Breath," and um, uh, you can get a copy of it today. With also our magazine, uh, it was about four years ago. I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I landed in the airport in RDU. And the brother that came to pick me from the airport, as I got into his car, this brand new nice. Car car, there was a magazine lying on the ground. As I reached out my hand to pick the magazine, I felt fire run from my head through my hands. And the Holy Ghost said to me, where will you start writing books and magazines? Right there in the car, I was so shaking, I had to call Zita by 4 a.m. in check time. And so since then, we've been producing this Majesty magazine. And it's going now all over here in America and many parts of the world, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Now, I just have 30 copies of this book, uh, Fresh Breath, and normally I sow it as a seed to anybody who will sow a seed for the school in Nigeria. We are now trying to build a um, laboratory, physics lab, chemistry lab, science lab, so I will sow this as a seed for anyone who may have the burden in their heart to sow a seed for the chemistry of, uh, lab in east of Nigeria for the school. Now we have about 170 to 200 kids in the school. And so I'm going to leave this uh, so that as a seat to anyone who may be willing to give anything to, uh, for that um, school in the uh, east of Nigeria. Now, no pressure at all, you don't must have to do it. Okay, uh, but if you can, I believe this is going to be a great blessing to you. Okay, yeah. I just have a 30, 30 copies of them, 30 only. So they can put it on the table there. The book and the magazine. It is going to bless you. Now, uh, this is my first time here. And if you look at the presentation and um, some of the things I'm showing you, you may begin to think, how come this guy from Africa ended up in the heart of Europe? Uh, like in our church, as you can see, in fact, for many years, I was the only black person in the whole church. Your pastor was with us this, uh, is that July? This July, you know. So, how come this guy from Africa is over there? And how come these people are listening to him? Now, it may surprise you. it is still surprises me today. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. You know, so, but that's how it is. I've been, I'm there now for 30 years. Uh, in 1990, somebody said, hallelujah. Now, this is not my first time in America. In 1992, August, the Lord appeared to me and he said to me, in 1994, September, an American missionary will meet you in Prague and he will take you to USA in 1994, September. And America will be a part of your mission field. So, I'm not here to raise fund, so to speak. This is a part of my mission field. I've been preaching in America now for 29 to 30 years. The first place I ministered to, some of you may know, was in Brownsville, in the Assemblies of God in Brownsville with Pastor John Kilpatrick. Before I came in, then when I left, Steve Hill came. There you can have the revival. So I don't want to talk much about it, Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord! But anyway, I was there 1994, 1995, and uh, to God be the glory. But anyway, when I met your pastors in Prague, and they were with us in the open air thing, and also in the, our indoor church services, and the Lord put that into my heart to connect with these people. And I, I don't go anyhow. I was very, very honest. I sincerely asked the Lord, "Should I do this? I have places to preach all over America." I never come here and go back without missing places. But the Lord really put into my heart, yes, you can do that. So I was able to tell my secretary, call them, write to them. I'll be glad to visit their church. And I thank God that they were open to receive me here today. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I keep this somewhere. But anyway, I just want to whisper something to you briefly uh, before we go to the next service today. So I will include also a copy of this. Hallelujah. Now, as your pastor was speaking here and saying, I believe you know, and we know, and even the devil knows, even Miami knows that we are in the last of the last of the last days. Uh, even, Even the blind can see it, even the deaf can hear it. That something is happening in the world, or something is about to happen. Now, people in the world do not really know exactly what is it, but they know that things are changing and changing very quickly and changing very fast. In fact, many people are knowing that somehow, to a great extent, man is losing control. All over the world, you can sense that uh, people, men are losing control. Uh, We are losing control of the planet. We are losing control of nature. We are losing control of children, of family, of government man is actually things are gradually, gradually slipping out of the hands of humans. Even in your own personal life you you can begin to sense an intense pressure uh, in your you, you, you are no more you are basically losing your hold on the driver's seat and you are wondering how come things are going this way? Now, for those who really know the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who understand the word of God, it is not really as scary as it might appear. So like the pastor was saying, you can't change the season, but you can make the best of it. That's a fantastic word. You can't just change it. When Winter will come when winter comes. Summer will come. Spring will come. Autumn will come. And, and, and just there are some things you can't just change. But you can find a way to maximize and make the best of the times and seasons of your life. Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah. That was a fantastic word he said there. Uh, but people are trying to change this and change that. But we are in that season where gradually, gradually, you will sense and see that man is losing control. And uh, man is still working so hard to keep charge, to keep control. And and so they think we have to do this and we get to do that. We have to lie this way and do this way. But the more we try to still stay on the driver's seat, the more we understand and sense I'm losing control. I used to have it, but now it's gone. How come I'm losing it? And how come at the same time, everywhere in the world, men, cities, governments, leaders seem to be losing control? But I want to know, is it really a good thing to lose control? Could it be a blessing in disguise when I am no more in control? Could it be a good thing? Many years ago, I was in a vision with the Lord. And I was driving the car. This was before I went to Czechoslovakia as a missionary. And I was, I was in this vision, and I was driving the car. And the Lord was sitting by the right side of the car. And I was driving the car. And this car was making such a terrible noise. It was making too much noise and basically going nowhere. The more I tried to get the car to move, the more it was making, making so much noise. But driving at a very slow speed. I was nervous. I was restless. I was angry. I'm trying to get this car to move. It is only making so much noise and just can't move. Then I turned to the, to, the, to, the, to the side of the car and I see the Lord there sitting down there. I look at him and I was basically angry with him. And I was honest. This is a real crystal clear vision. I said, how come you are sitting down here and I'm going through this and you can't help me? And he said to me, Would you let me drive? That's okay. God is my witness. And I get out of the car. Normally, like I'm seeing you. Open the car. He came over here and sat down. Then I sat this way. And the sun was symphony. Oh, it was was so beautiful.
1: It was nice.
0: Everything was calm and quiet and peaceful. Then I said to him, but please increase the speed can you go faster? I said, Lord, <laughs> go faster. And he wouldn't increase the speed. I said, can you please go faster? And he wouldn't go faster. And I put pressure on him until he's okay. I said, let me take back again and drive. God is my witness. He got out of the car. I come back in. He saw this way. And I was driving. And he said, came. Oh! and the car was not going anywhere. And all through the journey, we were squeezing like that. When he's driving, it's fantastic. It is wonderful. It's glorious. But he doesn't want to go on the speed I want him to go. I'm getting old. I need to get married. I need to get a house. I need this. Come on, can you move faster? But he would move faster. And some of you can be in that place today. Where you, number one, you may say, you are sitting down here and you're not helping me. When I'm struggling, I'm in this, I'm in that. Nothing is moving. Church ain't moving. Home is ain't moving. Family is not moving. Nothing is moving. And you are sitting down here doing nothing. And he can say to you, would you let me drive? And sometimes you may let him drive. But then he's not going in the speed you wanted. I say, can you move this thing faster? And he wouldn't change the speed limit. Come on, people. You have to know, we are not dealing with a religion or church or Christianity or an organization. You are dealing with a person. You are... God is not a fiction. God is not Christianity. God is a person. And it's amazing and wonderful that you and I can come to a, a place where God will just sit down there and watch you struggle and sweat. And he will do nothing about it. You can press it to move. Make it his move. Move, please move. He's said, moving. And he's sitting down there. And hes you ain't helping me. And I'm sinking down. And I believe in you. And I sing to you. And I give you offering. And I give you this. And, and I, I worship you. And yet, you're sitting down here quiet. And doing nothing. I'm getting old. I'm getting poor. I'm getting sick. I'm getting tired. And you ain't helping me. He said, would you let me drive? And when you let him drive, one thing you can have is calmness and quietness and tranquility and rest. But he will not go in your speed. All through the Bible, as Christ was here on earth, I never saw him running. You never see God running? No, no, he never runs. When they said to him, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick and he's dying, he spent two more days. (laughs) When they said to him, hey, my daughter is dying at home, can he come and heal him? He kept his normal speed. It is okay. Hey, let's run. No, no, no. in, In fact, even along the way, somebody stopped him and he attended to the person. The woman of the issue blood stopped him, by the way, on the way to go and raise up a dead child. He was able to stop and talk and communicate and say, who touched me? Who touched me? You can imagine Jairus said, Lord, stop who touched you. My baby is dying. Go, come quickly. He never increased the speed. The God we serve doesn't increase speed. He won't go at your pulling. He won't go at your... No, 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 no. If he allows you to control him, he's no more God. You are God. And I just want to take my time and share something with you. I know you have a fantastic Bible teacher. I don't have to open Bible for you. You have great Bible teachers here. What does it mean to be saved? A time has come we have to redefine. Before you say something to God or about God, think, do you really believe it? What comes out out of your mouth, do you really believe it? Do you know what you are saying? You know, we can be too caught up with all these great things because we always want to hear something new, something fresh. We are looking for a place where we can be entertained. And America like entertainment and Miami like entertainment like to relax and enjoy the program. That's not Christianity. Christianity is not entertainment. Read the Bible. Read about the patriarchs and the men and women of God who has gone ahead of us. The time has come when we need to know what we believe, why we believe it. Where are we? Where are we going? Why are we weak and sick and bound and sinful and miserable and carnal and ugly and worldly? Why, why, why? Is this the Christianity God Christ came to establish? Is this the kingdom of God? Is there something more to it? I preach in America with confidence for almost 30 years. And I have warned many churches. Make sure that the American flag does not hide the Tree of Life from people. And this is not the time for American Christianity. Thank of American Christians for those who are sincere and honest and full of God's word and, and the power of God. But this is not the season of American Christianity. This is a time for Bible Christianity. Because I can tell you, the American Christianity has made Christianity what it is today. And it, it is not very good. What does it mean to be saved? Saved from what? Saved from who? What does it mean to be saved? When people say, I am saved. Saved from what? Some say, well, I used to smoke. I no more smoke. I used to drink. I no more drink. I used to lie. I no more lie. I used to, death. I used to, I used to, I used to. Oh, I used to smoke a pocket. But now I smoke only two cigarettes a day. So I used to get drunk and I drink a little bit once in a while. So what does it mean to be saved? And what did Christ came to do on earth? What did he die to for? Why? What does it mean to be a child of God? Understand this. We believe and we believe that Jesus Christ came to earth to dethrone Satan. Is that right? Yeah. And the Bible said he dethroned principalities and what? And powers. He made a show of them publicly. He said, Now will the priests of this be cast out? But you have to understand, Christ didn't come to just dethrone Satan. He came to dethrone you. You are not saved as long as you are on the throne of your life. As long as you are on the throne of your life, you are not saved. Salvation means no more I live. But Christ lives in me. I am not my own. I am the throne. And Christ is enthroned. Much of the problem we have today in Christendom, is this we have taught people how to use the Bible, how to use God, how to use church, how to use prayer to enrich themselves. So we are kind of doing, you know, self enhancement. With Christianity and faith and Bible and church and a prayer and everything is how you can make yourself the better, become more. No, no, no. Salvation is you and the throne, and Christ enthroned. As long as you are on the throne of your life, Satan will make your life miserable. Devil is only powerful to a person who is in charge of their lives. The moment self is dethroned, Satan is conquered. Remember, the Bible says in Psalm 110, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my what? right hand until I make your enemies your what? Footstool. Who? See? We are on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Your people shall be willing in the day of your power. You shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. When Christ is enthroned, when self is dead, then Satan is conquered. And we are in an hour in time when the world will see, Christianity will see the glory of God in man. They will see the glory of Christ, the eternal God the invisible God become visible in the vessels of glory. They think they have seen Christianity. They think they can contain us. They think they know how to manage the Christian faith. They are yet to see what it means to be saved. We are in the last hour and the last day. We are men and women from all nations and tribes and tongues who dethrone themselves and let Christ enthrone and they shall see the God of heaven inhabit humanity. And one man and one woman with Christ enthroned will go to a city and bring the city down on their knees for Jesus Christ. Can somebody say hallelujah? There was one person. Christ enthroned, me dethroned, Satan dethroned, man dethroned, Christ enthroned in your life. That is salvation. When that happens, life becomes more simple and more simplified, and more wonderful, and more glorious, then you will know, and I will know, it is no more I on the throne. Then you will know, I have no problems. Because I no longer live. The only way you can be, the the Bible says, he that is dead is free. He that is dead is free. Only the dead are free. As long as you choose to live, you will never know freedom. This life, this world will master you. The devil will master you. Sin will master you. Problems will master you. But when you come to earth, you say, Now I am ready to die. No more I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. Somebody. A curious person, young man, ran to Adam. He said, Adam, Adam, oh, where is God? Where is God? I want to see God. Adam said, Oh, he used to be here. He used to come in the evenings here. But I ate the forbidden fruit and he's gone. Oh, the boy was so disappointed. And it, He ran to Noah. Noah, please show me God. Show me God. Noah said, I made an altar. I offered a sacrifice. He smelled it. He spoke to me. But he's not here. Oh, I want somebody. Abraham, please, where is God? Where is God? Abraham said, well, I got the sacrifice. I offered the sacrifice and he, I met him in Mount Moriah, And he gave me a lamb for my son Isaac. But he's God. Then he ran to Moses. Moses, please, please. Show me God. I want to meet God. Moses said, I have to climb the mountain. Once in a while. I go up there. And I meet him there. And I leave him there. And I come down. Oh. So where can I see God? And here he rode and there he rode and they said, he's there, he used to be here, he was there. He came and he's gone. And the boy said, what? I, I want to see God. And he came to Jesus Christ. And he said, show me God Please show me God. And he said, if you send me, you send the Father. He is in me. I am in him. I and Him. We are one. We are one. We are
1: one.
0: We are one. We are one. He's not here. He's not there. He's not here. He's not there. He's here. He's here. He is in me. Your son says to you, Mama, show me God. Daddy, where is
1: God? Oh,
0: he must be up there. Not here. He used to be in the temple, Solomon said. And then the ark was carried away. So, where is God? The world is saying, the devil is saying to you, Show me God. Years ago, at my time I is my time up? And, and yesterday I was in Prague in the city. I was going home in the evening and uh, I met in the taxi. I got into the taxi and then I was at the back of the car. I said to the taxi driver, um, uh, do you know God? He said to me, I'm a Jew. I said, wow. Your brother is my savior. (laughs) He he said to me, which one? I said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. I said in 1985, September 7th, 9 p.m. in the night, he walked into my room. And then walked into my heart. I went to buy a cigarette. It was Saturday night. Coming to my room, walked inside. He appeared. The glory filled the room. I fell on the ground, and I was so transformed that night. I was so tra- I was so changed. I was born a little Catholic boy. When I was about fifteen, I said, "Forget about God and church. It doesn't make sense to me." When I'm ready for God, I look for God. But instead of looking for God, God look for me. I was so changed that night. The next morning, as I went out of the room, my friends were saying to me, "Hey." Are you fastest? I said, what happened? He said, you look strange. I did not know that the glory of God on me was so reflecting. I said, last night, Jesus Christ come to me. No more smoking. No more drinking. No more lying. No more girls. No more sin. No, I'm changed. Today, I begin to wonder. When people say, I'm saved. I say, you saved? Don't tell me I need to see it. If you are saved, people are still asking you if you are saved. Come on, people. Why do we want to redefine Christianity? Remember, Jesus said, when you see the abomination that make it what? Desolation. Standing or sitting where? In the holy place. The devil never intended to leave heaven. Devil's plan was to go up to heaven, dethrone God, and sit on the holy place. It is not okay, let me take some of these angels and go and build my kingdom somewhere. No, 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 no. The devil has always desired where? The holy place. Wow. The abomination of make sits Sit in the holy place. When you see that man of sin sitting on the throne or what of God and showing himself as if he is God. All the devil wanted was to take over the holy place. The devil doesn't care about the sinners of Miami. The devil cares about the Christians. He cares about the church he want to sit in the christian he want to sit in your life control your life and show as if he is your god if you allow him in these last days he will enthrone your life and control your mind he always desires to sit in the holy place and we're in an hour and time where the devil is attacking churches. He's attacking Christians. He wants to defile the bride of Christ. And many Christians today are already defiled. They believe in God, but the hell, the devil is on the throne of their lives. I believe that's not you. We must dethrone that enemy and keep him dethroned. And the easiest way to dethrone the devil is to dethrone yourself. If you're on the throne of your life and you are trying to dethrone the devil, you are wasting your time. He will weary you out. So are, this, this very evil end time demonic being has always from the place of Satan is to sit on the holy place. He doesn't care about the drunkards of Miami, the gamblers, The sexual pervert or whatever they call them. No, 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 no. that's not his main intention. He's to get to that very holy people, that very holy place. He wants to get into the temple of God and defile it. Your body is a temple of Jehovah. Now listen very carefully. Why are we weak? Why are we miserable? Because we don't understand the truth of the gospel. The Bible says, Paul said, chapter one of Colossians, verse 29, he said, the mystery that has been hidden through the what? Through the ages. Say with me, mystery. Hidden through the ages is now revealed. Say with me, mystery. Hidden through the ages is now revealed. What is the mystery? The mystery is Christ in you. The mystery is Christ in me. That's not a verse in the Bible. When I want to be strong, I know what to do. If I want to be free from fear or anxiety, I know what to do. God is in me. God is in me. God is in me. I am the dwelling place of Jehovah. Yahweh lives here. The eternal God, the maker of heaven and earth lives here. I am the dwelling place of Jehovah. The more you meditate on those words, the more self is dethroned. You eternalize God. Christ said, my father in me, he is doing the works. If he's seen me, he's seen the father. That day you shall know that I am in the father. And you in me and I in you. I'm the vine. You are the branch. If you don't accept this truth and live by it, you have nowhere to go. That's the mystery that is being revealed. I will continue in the second service. That's the mystery. Christ in you. It is easy to believe in God and sing to a God and pray to a God that is in a distance. That is all there. That is over there. That comes and goes and visits, but it's a different thing to know. He's in me, he's here, he is in me. I am not my own. Christ is in me. My father in me, he is my hope of glory. My father is in me, and I am in him. That was one thing that Christ knew and used to conquer the world and sin and the devil and hell. How oh, my father is in. In all his glory, in all his power, in all his majesty, he is in me. He is in you. You are the temple of the living God. You are not your own. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Years ago, I was in my room. I was in my room and that fellow that was cast out of heaven appeared in my room. The dethroned maniac. He appeared in my room, and when he appeared in my room with all kind of strange things, what I saw was the Holy Ghost just entered inside of me, and I said, I cast you out. And he fell like a little rat. And I love that. I better stop. I hope I don't lose all my friends here. I came to make friends. Lord, give me some friends in Miami. (laughs) somebody say hallelujah when I came here first in 1994 September this was the first city I touched down and then drove to Pensacola Florida I was telling my wife there could be something in the air I'm flying to Miami again direct it's my first time somebody say hallelujah and I have prayed for you and I pray. That the everlasting father, by his spirit, my witness to your spirit, that what I'm saying is the truth. And this is the liberty and emancipation. Don't worship God as far away. There's no help in that. God's plan has always been to come and dwell. And well, and when troubles come, you say, "Let my God arise within me." Let his enemies be scattered. We are in the last days, the devil is seeking to possess people. Demons are mad; they are looking for a skin to enter into. Before the devil come, let God come first. So when the devil come, he has no space to occupy because every room is taken by God. Lift up your hand and say, "Devil." Stay away, for every room in my life is occupied by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, say with me now, self-dethroned, Satan dethroned, -dethroned. -dethroned. Christ enthroned in my life forever and ever in Jesus' name. Wake up every morning and confess and say that you are not being crazy, you are being realistic. And that's how power comes. When you truly, sincerely believe God is in me. Christ is in me. I am in him. He is in me. I and him, we are one. I am not my own. Christ enthroned. Ha, 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 ha. While I was speaking, there were fourteen miracles already. Fourteen miracles already happened while I was speaking. Migraines are gone, headache is gone, kidney issue is gone, blood situation is gone, somebody's eyesight already done. While I speak the word, that's how the Lord does in my ministry. When I'm speaking, people are being healed all over. While I'm speaking, fourteen miracles already happened knees are being healed. You'll be shocked to know where is the pen go? Where did it happen? No, while you are receiving the word, the power of God's word is healing you. Fear is gone. Ears are opening. The arm of God is let loose in your life. Sika, mala, moshepite. You've been saying, you've been crying, you've been asking, Lord, where did I go wrong? Lord, why is this not changing? Lord, why, why? Where am I going wrong? What is hindering me? Now I have sent my servant from far to explain to you how it ought to be. This is your connection today. Connect to what we have heard, say the Lord, and then the questions of your hearts are answered, say the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. When is the next service starting? Bye. No, you know, we're good. No problem. I, I, but, no, no, you're good. You're awesome. I told you it was a lion.
1: We're going to, so, all right, so she's like the Holy Spirit. So when I listen to the Holy Spirit and I listen to my wife. Yeah,
0: that's I do. the same thing.
1: You do the same thing. So
0: she's saying if you take 10 minutes and minister, if that's okay. Can you do that? All right. You guys all right for 10 minutes? i let him minister. They may not get out. Get out from the no, it's
1: okay. You can pray over them if you want. Make whatever you want to do. Day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just stay where you are. And he's going to pray over you, and he's going to minister Ooh. from where he's at. You can stand. You can stand
0: yeah. Amalo just- um, sateto. Wow. Is there somebody's name here by Joseph? Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph. Joseph. Is there anyone here named Joseph? Joseph, Josephina. Joseph, Josephina. Oh, anyone with the middle home. name of Joseph? Joseph, Josephina. Now, we are in the Joseph season. The Lord is anointing Josephs here. God is giving somebody the anointing of Joseph to be the breadbasket in the time of famine. God is anointing some men here with wealth and spiritual insight and revelation. You become, Pharaoh will hand over the kingdom to you. Pharaoh will completely hand over the throne to you because you have the revelation in your firm, in your company, where you are walking, they will come to a crisis hour and season where they don't know which way to go. They are about to go bankrupt. You're going to step in as Joseph. The Lord is releasing here today the Joseph anointing. You become the breadbasket, the storehouse to feed many people. Today, right here now in this place, he's anointing a Joseph. And I'm praying also that God anoint this church, this very church, become a Joseph church, a, 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 a bank A a food bank, a resource place, a place where dreams and misses are being interpreted, a place where the future is being revealed, a place where we are given the keys, the keys, the keys, the key, the key, the key, the key, in the name of Jesus, the key. The Joseph key, the Joseph mantle. And all the West was streaming, the wealth was streaming. From here and there. Amen. And they will come. And he will say, believe in my God and receive his blessing. Amen. The Joseph anointing is coming upon this church. Now you will know why God put you here. He didn't want to move you here or even make it too big. He was keeping you for a season. Amen. Because Joseph remains insignificant until the time of the fulfillment of the dream. Amen. Then from here, he's up there. He got the key of the kingdom. And now all the storehouses are now in his hands. Come on. You can't get ahead of God. You can't get man. bigger. He will keep you small until the keys are coming. Come on! Now a season of interpretation of dreams and visions. People will come asking, seeking for answers. People from firms and companies and industries They will say, "We understand. You understand these things. Can we know? Tell us what do we do? How do we keep afloat? Because we are all sinking." Mm-hmm. And the Lord will give you a dream in the night. Come and you give them the keys to stay afloat. They will say, why don't you just become one of our board members. Mm. Even though you don't work for us. Mm. So that we can always draw, pull from your wisdom. Because we need you in such a time of hour of crisis. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you will be here today and you will say, God, I will be faithful. Anoint me with a Joseph anointing. The world is sinking in poverty and hopelessness. We are now in a season where only Joseph can keep the nation and city afloat. God is looking for faithful men and women. He will give the keys of Joseph. Say with me, keys of Joseph. If you are here today, say, I will be faithful. Whatever you commit into my hand, oh Lord my God, I promise To be faithful, anoint me with a Joseph anointing. I will not plunder what you placed in my hand. I will not misuse it. I will not abuse it. I will use it for my own glory. I will make sure I open the hand to feed the people I need to feed. Lord, today I ask you, anoint me with the Joseph anointing. Father, I'm praying for this church today. Today, Father, I was asking you, why do you send me here? Lord, I'm praying for the pastor and for this church today. For the Joseph keys. And the wealth flow from all angles. And this be a storehouse where people come in and find something to keep them alive. Can you stand, please? If you have that desire to be a Joseph, walk in a Joseph anointing. Lift up your hand. Now, don't rush to do it. Be honest. Be honest. And you may be, you may be the poorest person here today. You may be the most poorest. You don't even have a job. Strange door will open. Strange wealth will come. That will totally overwhelm you. Your inheritance that was denied you, when they denied you the inheritance, what belongs to you, they took it to give to somebody else. That inheritance will come back to you in 14 days. They will call you back and say, Okay, come, take what is your. We've been keeping you down, but we can't keep you down anymore. And words will stream in that will make you shout, you scream, you cry. You say, God, why? What is this for? I'm anointing you with Joseph anointing. Take it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive. In Jesus' name. Any of you want an anointing, put your hand up. Put your hand up. If You understand what I'm saying? Receive in Jesus' name. Take it. In the healing and anointing. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Touch. Touch. You make money in the clean way. In Jesus' name, masatarama ya meruburyana tasote skabaya la ya 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 touch and touch. Etamaya. la la Osa maswa maswa. E Yes, yes, yes. Ai anaka bra maneke tanaya loarwa aguaria maneke dwaria lesa takiani anyani osi aw kwante takiare erene setantia maka nagamane kesuka magaya they told you you were barren you are barren no more now you blossom because today you are anointed maswata maswata you are no more barren but fruitful and productive in the name of Jesus Christ. Touch Shetama. Touch I Amen. Touch Setemarus. Ama teta. Touch Kerriarus. Mesuara. Meswara barias. No one can stop it. It's a sealed in God. Touch, touch, And messua, no soto tapa, buakwa, mess. The fountains now loosed fresh water. Mess, kabananos, Cabananos. touch, touch, shadai's a new wisdom and understanding. The crown of peace. Every demon that tried to lock up your mind, I break their yoke over your mind now in Jesus' name. Lift your hand and worship the Father. Lift your hand and worship the Father. The shame of the past is gone. Now you are being dressed up for a new season and day. Hour of pleasant surprises and joyful excitement. Strength and stability. And now he restores your dignity and your sense of self worth for his glory. Mercy, the scars of the past and shame is now washed away by the blood of the Lamb. Your healing is complete. Now you can go and not fall again. Ano Samayas.